Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue, and I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Tuning into the Metal Forge, I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. It's September the 10th by the time I'm dropping this episode, but hey, it could be uh, whenever, you know, when you decide to listen to it. But thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening each and every week. My name is Mark Jackson and I am your host. Wow. That was fun. A little bit different for you guys this week. So, hey, why not, right? Uh, This week's episode, just like a few in, in August, is why I say things can be heavy without having to have distortion and growling vocals and so on and so forth. I have Jason Hardwin coming in from the band Becoming out of California. And I think you really will dig some of their stuff because it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. I saw them on Instagram. They gave Metal Forge a follow. I followed them back, checked them out, and I was like, you know, I would like to talk to this guy because the concept of everything that goes on behind the music and the band uh, becoming is is really cool. And I'm glad I was able to schedule an interview and share him, his vision with you guys because, like I said, I think it's rad. I think it's cool. And you know what? That's what this that's what the Metal Forge is about. It's about rad, cool stuff that I can share with you all as listeners and maybe you all will say hey you know that is rad that is cool here here's a 20 let me get an album and a shirt or whatever the case may be you're showing the support and that's what matters and that is where it is at so thank you all so this past week was labor day uh extended weekend for most of us i actually decided to take off the friday before and the tuesday after and have myself a little bit of a vacation somewhat of a vacation i did work at the record store over the weekend but that's all fun and games to me because it's you know i get to see what comes in what people are selling and things like that and obviously if you click in the links below you can go to their discogs page and and label page and stuff like that but yeah, I get to see some really cool stuff. I actually picked up a really rad copy of Eliminator on vinyl, which I didn't have. So that's super cool. 
and just like some other things that I've gotten to get over the last like few months of working there, I really dig it. Hey, if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, stop in to Better Days Records at 921 Barrett Avenue. That's the Better Days East location. That's where we have everything. If you're into the rap and the hip-hop and the soul and R&B and all that stuff, go to the West location because they've got a bunch of that there as well. Uh, and that's at 2600 West Broadway. So, yeah, I mean, Labor Day, it was cool. I, I really uh, didn't do much on Labor Day. I had a guy come in. And we recorded an interview for an upcoming episode. And so you'll be looking forward to that because it's uh, Pins from Basher. It was really fun. And he's actually going to be on the show, not the 17th, but I believe it's going to be on the 24th is when we're going to drop that episode. But he's a super rad guy. He's actually out on tour as we speak with Savage Master. He's filling in on bass for those cats and Stacy. So fun stuff all around as it goes you know hey that's what it's all about you know and then you know overload had some practice on monday we've decided what we're gonna do we're actually gonna be coming up with in the next uh few months we're gonna be fine-tuning and uh, the writing process and recording some things for a uh, vinyl release next year hopefully early in the year next year. Just depends on time of getting everything done and so on and so forth. Keep you all updated on stuff like that. Thank you all for, you know, for the people out there who have liked both pages of the Metal Forge and Overload. But yeah, fun stuff. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody had a safe Labor Day weekend. I hope uh, nobody got burnt on the grill or anything. If you if you grill out, if you, a lot of people, we always used to have cookouts when I was a kid there. We would always have them around Labor Day and stuff. Down below, there are links to the sponsors. And without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art, Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the metal forge and it helps them too y'all are fucking awesome thank you so much also making sure you all uh, click on the spotify playlists as well you get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show and you'll be supporting those people as well too thank you all but i'm going to keep it kind of short and sweet today this is from the band becoming this is wish Wish a motherfucker would be thankful Wish a motherfucker would be grateful 
Hey, Metalheads, I'm here right now with Jason Hardwin from Becoming in San Jose, California. What's happening, Mark? What's happening, Metal Forge listeners? How y'all doing? Dude, I am doing fine, and they're doing fine because hopefully hopefully it's nice and sunny out where everybody is today. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you know, it's not raining. From, yeah, free from hurricane rains and smoky California skies from wildfires, you know. Hopefully mm-hmm. uh, by the time you hear this, everything will be copacetic. Right, and hopefully you're, nobody out there is going through some crazy fucking weather of like 9,000 degree days or anything anymore. Hopefully with mm. it being September now that things are starting to cool off a little bit for everybody. Yeah, I can't wait for summer to be over. I mean, I, I generally love the beach in summer, but this year hasn't been so so great for that, you know, with everybody being in lockdown, having to stay home, the COVID fear and the precautions and all that. So, yeah. I know, two years of this now. I know. It's insane. So, yeah, I just tried to find a silver lining, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there, you know, whether you believe it's real or not, you know, I actually know people who died from it, so I'm pretty Same. sure it's real, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever side you fall on, you know, uh, it's like, you know, I still wear my mask when I go out. I'm not an anti-masker or an anti-vaxxer. I think it's up to each person to do what they want to do, but, you know, you don't want to be wrong. Right. <laughs> you don't want to be wrong and be like, oh, just carefree about shit because then you're going to have a, a bad situation, I'm sure. But uh, regardless, Absolutely. you know, got to be safe, got to be conscious, you know, do the right thing. And, and you got to be cool with everybody. I mean, don't just go around. Mm. I think that's the moral of the story, too, is not only being safe and being conscious and, and you know, just respecting one another. Yeah, I think everybody sort of politicizes shit, you know, nowadays. It's like, you know, my band, you know, like becoming, you know, we are pretty anti-politics, anti-fake news and media, you know, misinformation and all that. We try to, you know, just deal with life uh, in the reality of it. You know what I mean? Daily. Absolutely. So that's why we're here today. We're here to talk about becoming. And looking here on the Metal Archives, this has pretty much been the Wikipedia factor fiction of the Metal Forges. You know, looking at the Encyclopedia Metallum, the the big yeah. internet database here. So yeah. shows that you all started your fledgling career here in the nineties. Yeah. Take take note, kids of uh kids on the Metal Forge. There was a thing called the nineties. <laughs> and it yeah. shows that you all uh were here and it started in nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Dude, that that's right. This is like 23 years now. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, we started in 1998. We put out our first album, which was, you know, sort of like a, a glorified demo, you know, that we that we did basically. But it was a full album, nice packaging and the whole bit. And, uh, you know, we toured around a bunch and, and did all that. You know, it was a different time, right? Like recording technology. We were literally like, you know lab rats for a recording school where we'd, we'd go in and let them record us and be the student projects and stuff. Cause you know, you had to hustle for time back then. Right. Um, you know, and I had literally just written the music and, you know, it was my first time being the lead vocalist and, you know, so I was, you know, in the studio doing, banging it out. And so we toured around quite a bit and around, uh, 2003, um, you know, uh, I actually, you know, I became a father, right? I became a dad. And so I put the whole music thing sort of on the back seat, you know, and, you know, did the thing, you know, worked on my career, my day job and all that sort of stuff. And then, um, you know, around 2007, you know, I was like, all right, I got, I got this music in me. I want to get, do another album. So about 2009, we dropped our second album, uh, full length album, Sonic Revelations. Um, and then, you know, did, you know, some gigging around and just, you know, some, you know, simple stuff. And then, you know, we sort of took some time off again just to, you know, focus on our career, focus on kids and, and, you know, things like that. And then, uh, last year, 2020 in a pandemic year, you know, um, you know, I had been working on this album for a couple of years and I released, uh, in the name of God, uh, uh June 12th of last year. And so, uh, I mean, I was stoked that, you know, one, it went to number 23 of the top 30, you know, albums being played on FM, XM and college radio. Uh, so I was thrilled about that. But again, it was in a pandemic year. So there was all these like delays and the, the, the channel getting, you know, the physical copies of the CD and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, I was just thrilled because 
you know, people were really receptive to it and, you know, getting, you know, tons of new fans and friends and like all the old music that we did back in 2000 and 2000, you know, before this is still new to new fans. So, absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I'm knee deep in uh, working on the next album right now. And I, on this next album, um, I have some special guest appearances uh, you know, from other musicians. So I, I've always been, you know, it's kind of like a solo artist, you know, like sort of like a heavy metal Tom Petty, Definitely. if you will. You know, I play multiple instruments. I play, you know, bass, guitar, drums, you know, uh, do all the production and engineering and play the mandolin, the sitar, the oud. Um, and, you know, whenever, you know, I feel like it, I just bring other musicians in, right, to have them do different parts and stuff like that. And uh, so I have some really cool guest appearances on this next album. I got uh, Stick Zidinia, the drummer of Steel Panther. He's doing a bunch of songs. Um, the old drummer for Ingve uh, Malmsteen and Tony McAlpine and uh, Tarsha from Nightwish, this, this guy named Mike Tarana. Nice. Uh, he, he's just epic, dude. He just, he just finished his track that he's doing with me. And, you know, so it's like, it's just awesome. I'm working with these like pro drummers and, you know, other musicians. I got a bunch of other guest appearances lining up uh, still. And so, yeah, it won't be so long in between albums this time. Definitely, <laughs> you know? definitely. You know, that's always been one of my things that I've always wanted to try is to get this compilation album out where, you know, you might have like 40 or 50 independent musicians that are all playing like different songs and stuff like that. Whether whether it be original composition or say you, you're going to do a metal composition and somebody's going to cover like Inner Sandman or mm -hmm. Ace of Spades and, and mm -hmm. it'd be people who are not necessarily in bands together, which I think yeah, would be totally. kind of cool. Well, that was one of the cool things, right? Look what happened because of the pandemic. You had all these people doing these COVID collabs, right? You know, and I think the one that comes to mind is, is uh, Charlie Benante from Ant Drummer of Anthrax. Man, he did some cool stuff, dude. He did his U2 song with the singer of Death Angel and, you know, like some other, you know, musicians. And I just, I, I love that shit because, you know, I've always had a non-traditional band, right? Think about the traditional band. It's like, okay... You, you want to make some music, you got to find some other people to play with, and then, you know, okay, if they're, you know, competent enough with their instrument, you know, then you got to deal with their personalities and this right. and that and the other and try and manage it and then, you know, do that kind of thing and deal with egos. And I took a different approach. I'm like, yo, this is my franchise. I already play all the instruments. I just can't play them all at once. Um, and, so you, you know, just hire people I, out if you want to do it live. Yeah, you know, or have them be a part of it. You know, have a, a whole bunch of cast of characters. You know, like I think my most consistent guy is uh, my lead player, Amir. Um, you know, he was on Sonic Revelations. He's on In the Name of God. You know, I mean, I do some solos, but when you hear the really killer solos, that's Amir. Um, yeah. So, but again, it's just like you know, I like this this the musical freedom, right? It's like uh, it's like non non musical uh, musical non monogamy or whatever you want right. to call it. Well, but uh, you hit on something a second ago about you know these COVID collaborations. And how all these bands, basically these passion projects that they were uh, bedroom projects or whatever you want to call them, where, say, this guitar player from this awesome fucking band is writing a bunch of songs and they're not songs for the band he's in, but they could be for something else. And then yep. because they can't practice, then it's like, hey, so and so, do you want to lay down some bass tracks? And hey, do you want to lay down some drum tracks? And it becomes this passion project of... We might never not ever get to see the be it performed live, but it's some killer fucking music. Yeah, well, the the CD or the the music files outlive us all, dude. Look at, I mean, did oh, you yeah. see Jimi Hendrix live? I didn't. <laughs> Wish I could have. You know what but I mean? Still. Yeah. So, but you know, hopefully, like the musical. I mean, we know the musical outlive all of us, right? So, who knows? Maybe in a hundred years, there'll be a time capsule, and they'll find you know all these heavy metal CDs, and it'll change the world then too. You know. I want to put the most recent news article for music in a time capsule for a hundred years from now. And I want to put that, I want to put the, the, the article from 
the Jackass from the Nevermind album cover. In an, oh my I want to put that news article in. Can you believe that guy? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> he's just broke, dude. Like he's like, yo, I need to cash in somehow, you know. But yeah. I mean, you know, his parents got the two hundred fifty bucks to let them use them on the album, and then he re- recreated it himself multiple times over there. I love that that meme. Uh, my brother just sent me the meme that came out. It was like half of it was the Exodus Bonded by Blood. Oh, yeah, cover. Yeah. yeah. And the other half was the uh, Van Halen cover. Yeah. You know, and it's all, you know, Bond Exodus album cover babies kick, you know, Nirvana album cover babies ass for being a poser. Right. You know, and yeah. that kind of thing. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, you know, hey, that album, him being on that album cover, I'm sure it did more harm than or more good than bad for him in his life. You know, he's talking to chicks. He's like, yeah, I'm the baby on the Nirvana album cover. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> of course, you know, of course it was 30 years ago. It's like, well, you can't really prove it. You know, when you show yeah. a baby picture, and, you know, most yeah. mo- most babies all look alike. <laughs> yeah. But then again, it's like he reenacted. He wanted everybody to know he did that. Oh, yeah. Years, like all Absolutely. the different times he did it. But I think Dave Grohl is just going to be like, yo, here's like 500K. Just shut up and go away. You know, like, well, <laughs> it's just like, all right, whatever. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine. A treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? <laughs> Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird, Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. You you also said something else a few minutes back that I do want to hit on as well. We were talking about recording back in the day. Mm. And I don't get to talk about a lot of this uh, on the show with a lot of people that, and the same, because I started recording bands, and my band in particular, around that same time period, around Analog uh, Reel to Reel? Right? No fucking <laughs> drum loops and special effects bullshit. You actually had to do a full take. Absolutely. And yep. it was and actually when when I first started recording music was on a Tascam four track. Hell yeah, I had one of those. You had to punch in with your big toe. Because yeah. Because you had to, you know, <laughs> you're like your big toe, you're like, okay, I got to chop this solo. How am I going to do this? Play the guitar and then, you know, punch in at the same time yeah, because, on your guitar solo. Because nobody was there to help you. Yep. And, I remember those days. And you only had two microphone inputs trying to capture a full drum kit, a bass, a drum, and a guitar, and a vocal with four tracks only. Yeah. And learning how to ping pong shit down. Oh, oh absolutely. It, it's so much easier now, dude. Like, it, <laughs> people will never know, Mark. People oh, I will know. Never th- know the struggle. Kids today will not know what a tape, mm, what a tape deck was to record on. Hey, but on the flip side of that, it's like, you know, when I like record now, I'm like, oh, shit, look at this. I got as many tracks as I want, <laughs> you know? Right. And it's like, you get really good quality recording. And it's like, I record everything at my house. I do all the production and engineering. I got to go pay nobody for studio time. And, you know, when I'm done with my stuff, I just ship it off to Zeus. 
he does my mixing and mastering and we drop albums, you know, Hell yeah. like Zeus, Zeus is an epic talent, right? So you have to have an outside ear, right? Like, yes. you know, there's no, I, I feel like, you know, I have, everybody does, right? Even if it's, I like it to be objective. I don't like it to just be some, some hack, you know? So I, I've, Zeus actually, uh, Chris Zeus Harris, um, he mixed and mastered Sonic Revelations and he did this one as well in the name of God. I mean, he's worked with everybody. Hate Breed, Shadows Fall, does a lot of stuff with Rob Zombie now, and, you know, just, you know, tons of killer bands that he's been, you know, Queensryche and all these other bands he's worked with, a lot of hardcore and, like, crazy metal bands. So I just love the work that he does. So shout out to Zeus. Yeah, shout out to absolutely. One of the cool things about that whole deal with the recording back in the day is it honestly reminds me of a time where recording really didn't change much for such a long time until about mm-hmm. until about the mid 90s professionally in the mid 90s I would say with recording stuff to digital yep and it's really interesting to be able to apply techniques bands in the 60s and 70s used you know when we were when we were doing this 20 20 plus years ago right you know where you're bouncing down tracks and putting it putting your drum mix on a single channel and then you're trying to record, you know, a, a, a guitar solo overdub and a vocal overdub. Shit, now you could freaking record it MIDI and then turn your guitar into a freaking trumpet if you wanted to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's it's crazy, but it's such a good deal. And the, and the thing about it is, is like, and I mentioned this a few weeks back here with the histrionics, it's like, yeah, now most of us are trying to get back to recording to tape. With right, like, because with you like get that analog tape. warmth, right? Yeah. yeah, analog warmth is hard to, to mimic. They've only in the last few years got it close to analog warmth, right? Um, you know, and the, here's the downside of up, right? The upside is like, hey, we got this killer technology, and, you know, it's only as effective as, like a sword, as effective as the person, you know, wielding it, right? But now you got just an overflow of fucking people who put out their what they call music and you know it's all subject to personal preferences and stuff like that but there's a lot of garbage out there dude you know i mean i mean some people probably think our stuff's garbage but you know who cares right it's just it's so easy to do everything is subjective yeah and I'm, i'm kind of a purist like i don't do a lot of like cutting and pasting and you know special effects and doing all that it's like if i'm gonna do a guitar track i'm gonna do a solid take you know, and things like that. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just, for me, I'm like, you know, I, I want to know that, you know, it's like, I mean, because today you don't even have to be able to play anything perfectly. You can just go in and edit it these days. But again, I'm a purist. So like, I don't like to, to, to cheat the system, you know? Definitely. Um, so when you do get into the writing process, how does that work for you? Cause you said you played everything and, yeah. and recorded everything. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it usually starts with either a drum beat or a guitar riff, right? You know, I'll get off work, I'll sit down behind my, my drums and I'll just start going to it. I find a beat I like and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of in my mind and I'll start recording it. And then I'll just build from there, right? Or occasionally I'll have like, you know, a topic that's on my mind, you know, lyrically and, you know, I'll start putting together, you know, what I think a verse would be and then I'll put a guitar part to it and then I'll do the beat later or what have you. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's always, I, I try to hear the songs from a holistic perspective. You know, I started out playing, you know, violin in the fourth grade. Then I started playing bass when I was like 14 and then guitar around that same time. Uh, and the practice place was always at my house. So I always had a drum kit. So I was learning the drums and stuff like that. And for me, it's great because I can talk to other musicians in their own native speak. Right. So when I talk to a drummer, I'm like, no, it goes, do got, do got, do got, you know do the kicks, do the ride, just, you know, like, you know, or I can illustrate it for him, right? And then when you talk to a guitar player, like, no, it goes, you know, you you speak their language, right? Definitely. And it's always been interesting to me how many bands have multi-instrumentalists playing. See, I I can play some things. I can't play drums to save my life. If you held a gun to my head, it is. If you held a gun to my head and said, play this fucking song. You'd might as well just shoot me. <laughs> I, I think drummers, you know, it's, I, I'm like very pro drummer because I think drummers historically have gotten fucked. 
right? You know, they get cut out of the publishing, they get cut out of the copyrights. There's just like, oh, okay, absolutely. you played the drums, but you didn't write the song. So it's, it's, it's kind of fucked, right? But I, I feel like if you put in the sweat equity and you were like a part of the, you know, creation process, then you get credit. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you know, it is a business, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you hear stories. I love watching those like documentaries on like Prime and Netflix, like the old musical documentaries. And the one that sticks out in my mind was, I think it was Billy Joel. Man, Billy Joel. He had almost everybody he ever played with was mad at him because of, yeah, <laughs> because because of something he, like that, you know? Because he took credit for everything, apparently. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just watching The Big Talk with Dan Rather, and he was speaking with Getty Lee. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, this is from a while back. It was, I think it was from right before Neil passed away, honestly, mm -hmm. because he asked the question, he's like, will Rush ever go back out on tour again? And, and Getty was like, no, it's, it, I think we're done with that. So, yeah, try finding a replacement for Neil. Yeah, exactly. Impossible. <laughs> and, and Getty brings up something in there where they had one argument one time on, on like Caress of Steel era. They all looked at each other and said, okay, well, I didn't write the drums. You did. I didn't write the guitar. You did. And I wrote the bass line. So we never have to have this conversation again. Everybody's got credit. There you go. You know, most of the time when I write stuff, I'm like, I bring the, I bring it to the musician. Like, you know, whenever I have a song, I'm like, oh, here's my version of a drum track. Let's, let's have you put your spice on it. Right. So, you know, when you properly demo songs and you're, it's so critical when you're working with other musicians to like demo songs. Right. You know, right. And that way you get what you want in the end. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, that, it is dirty out there. You know, you get, you hear the stories about Dave Lombardo and his beef with Slayer and never getting to publishing and all this type of stuff. And it's just like, really? Dave Lombardo? Oh, yeah. You think he, would, and, he would be an even partner, you know? And you know, the, here's the messed up thing with that too is Metallica's that way also. Everything mm -hmm. is a, a Lars and James creation. Very rarely, you know, is there, is Kirk's name on something? Or Jason's mm -hmm. or Rob's or Cliff's for that matter. Yeah, but then if you're Rob, they're just like, yo, here's a million dollars. Just come in, smile and play bass, bro. <laughs> what are you going to do? You can be like, uh, no, I want, you're like, all right, cool. This well, is my job. I get that. Don't get me wrong. You know, <laughs> I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I know everybody got to see that in, in some kind of monster, but, but look at it this way. He has effectively been the longest bass player in the band. I think Robert's a freaking amazing bass player, dude. When I oh, go back to no, the, he hey, is lights, camera, revolution. Bro. Oh God, yes. And, and then let's talk about the infectious groove stuff. Like you know, like whew, send me your money, dude. The bass lines on that song are dope, dude. Lost his again. kid's pretty badass too. Lost again, totally. You know, but his kid is even a, an amazing bass player. He subbed in for Corn on that tour a while back. Yeah, I was just like dude, kid's like fifteen. He's or however little teenager kid. Out there rocking the stage to co a huge audience in okay. corn. Okay, but I am going to say this. I am going to say this. Yes, I know his son is bad fucking ass, okay? But, I mean, he really didn't have to do much. He was replacing Fielding. <laughs> I mean, he had to down tune to that, that fucking A and just go clack, 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 clack. Clack, clack, clack. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember, you know, when Corn first came out, you know, oh, yeah. I was still in my, my, you know, thrash metal only phase, you know, and, and, you know, when I listened back to Corn many years later, I was like, dude, these guys actually did something cool, right? And they, they did flip it on its head. They changed the structures and the drop tunes and, you know, like them and Limp Bizkit have a lot of that car alarm sounding noises. Yeah. But nowadays it's cool. It's like they call it pig squeals or whatever and all these, you know, the metalcore like, you know, noisy like lead licks and shit like that. You know, like yeah. I grew up on like guys like Ingve Malmsteen, Eddie Van Halen, George Lynch, you know. I always loved the virtuoso guitar players, you know. Um, but you know, I, again, it's like, I think there's something good in all of the different styles of music. You can find the elements that you like, you know, like before, you know, corn and them, there wasn't a lot of people doing that, you know, that bounce groove the way that they do. So, you know, everybody brought a little something and it's, you know, flash forward to 
August 2021 when we live today, right? It's like there's just so much stuff out there and there's so much to be influenced by. And again, it goes back to my thing. It's like, hey, I'm genre free, man. I just I play what I feel and it just happens to be metal. You know, it's kind of like a spiritual metal experience, non-religious. People thought we were a Christian band, you know, but if I want to throw a blast beat, I'm going to throw a blast beat. If I want to throw a bounce beat, I'm going to throw a bounce beat. Right. I'm just, you know, making well, good songs and, and like good you messages. Said, it's like a, it's like a metal Tom Petty at that point, you know, so yep. why not, you know, and I think he's a, he was a, a immensely heavy musician, but di- but not necessarily in the terms of distortion. And I've said that countless times yeah. on the show. Things can yeah. be heavy without having effects and distortion and shit like that. Subject matter totally. to me defines heavy. Totally. And and like his thing was like, yeah, he tried to be like, yo, hey, you guys are the heartbreakers. You're my band. But then over time, it's like commitment levels and things like that right so you know he's the franchise owner right and mm-hmm. and everybody else is, is a player on the team and you know tom was always cool I, i've you know seen a bunch of his documentaries and stuff and it's just like you know again he was just like okay well you know you ain't willing to step up and do your part you know i'm gonna fucking put somebody else in that spot right. you know what i mean he's like these are my songs this is my gig you know i'm doing my thing i'm fucking tom petty and you know you're either ride or die or you're along for the ride what you want to be and, and you yeah. know, he was the one that got away from me. Yeah. Yeah, I never got to see Tom Petty live. And me I, either. And I me hate either. that. And, you know, I was actually talking. I, I, I think I talked about this on the show a while back. And I don't get to talk uh, Tom Petty with a lot of metalheads because even though they like him, they it just never gets brought up. You know, one of the interesting things was is you're, you're talking about him being a franchise uh, owner. Absolutely. But the funny thing about it is, even on his solo albums, mm-hmm. the fucking Heartbreakers are playing on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's another uh, multi-instrumentalist musician. You know, I, he could play drums. He could play bass. He could play guitar. He he did what the song warranted yep. for him to do. You know, almost as much as a Don Henley minus the politics. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. So let's get into some general profile questions about you. I know we've just been chatting all, know, all straight cool. up, like going for it, right? Yeah, this is this is cool because this is what the this is what the show is. It's conversation based. What do you do to get away from music? So, um, my wife and I, we 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 garden, dude. Like you know, nice. yeah, I live in California, so I'm not growing weed, but like I've got like. A but you could. Because you're I in could. California. Yeah, I could, you know, <laughs> but um, I, I totally could. But but no, I, I grow uh, cayenne peppers, jalapeno peppers, habanero peppers, you know, you know, basil and all this stuff. You know, it's like, you know, I'm just getting that fresh out of my yard, dude, for cooking, dude. So uh, I love to cook. I love to, to garden, stuff like that, you know, work out, uh, you know, hit on the heavy bag, you know, things like that. My oh, wife yeah. is... You know, she's pretty hardcore, dude. She's she's beating up the boxing dummy daily now. So nice. Uh, 
Uh, you're trying to just, you know, keep busy during this time, don't. you know, because you don't want to be going out all the time. And especially with, you know, yeah, we'll go out occasionally, but, you know, it's not like we're going to go to like some indoor concert right now. You know right. what I mean? Just, right. it's, it's just a bad idea, you know? Uh, so yeah, we spend a lot of our time just chilling, you know? Um, you know, we like, love to watch, like, so we got, I put up this movie. Uh, screen in my backyard and in the, you know, it's like, so we get the projector out. We're like, all right, Friday night's movie night. So we'll get dinner and we'll, you know, watch some old concerts and shit, you know? Hell so yeah. it's like, yeah, and, you and know, being just, a musician, you'd probably do what I would do and, and like put like your a practice PA up there. <laughs> like heavy metal karaoke. <laughs> well, no, no. I'm saying like put a practice, put your practice PA out there. Oh, for the sound. For the, for sound, the sound, yeah. And then yeah. it's like I you're got watching- one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got one of those like these like I'm like hooked on Amazon too, right? I mean, who isn't these days? But I got this cool little Bluetooth speaker like projector. This shit was like hella cheap, and I was like, "Whoa, listen to this thing! It sounds good." Hell yeah! You know, I plug it into your phone, and you know, bam, it's on the movie screen. So I think the key right now, like you know, uh, is you know finding things to do that 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 you know keep you busy and and you know bring you joy right so if it doesn't my rule is if it doesn't bring you joy and make money you know then i got time for it you know right. what i mean exactly so, i mean if you you know the older you get the more you realize it's like dude you know i don't need a huge circle of friends it's just like you know i'd rather have you know a small circle of friends that are actually authentic real friends rather than a bunch of you know jack offs trying to come up off of you you know what i mean so it's 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 just uh it's one of those things right you know i really appreciate you know the relationships in my life i really appreciate you know everything you know and, and i think when you start with that attitude of gratitude you know it's it makes life a lot better right you know this the world is full of miserable people you know there's a lot of shit going on it's hard to you know, stay positive in, you know, turbulent times, you know, a lot for a lot of people, right? You know, Absolutely. a lot of depression and a lot of, you know, fear and like a lot of anxiety, man. It's shit. I mean, rightly so, dude. You just turn on the news and you get inundated with that shit, you know, and always something happening. So, I, you know, I try to f- focus on things that are like positive and, you know, trying to resonate on the good frequencies. You know what I mean? So. For sure. That way you can draw more of that into your life. So, yeah, I mean, and in terms of just like getting away from music, I don't know if I ever want to get away from music. I mean, there's times where I, I just get away from the business of music. I'm just like, so fucking annoying. Everybody's, you know, got an angle trying to sell you some shit, you know what I mean? And then there's always going to be fucking haters, you know, like, I don't know if you heard the new song we just dropped called Wish. Absolutely. Um, you know, wish a, hashtag wish a motherfucker would. You know, that song was really in the context. It's like anytime you hear, wish, oh, I wish a motherfucker would, it's like something negative, right? But that song, from my I made it to be like the complete opposite. It's like, I wish a motherfucker would have a good life, have a good time, you know, get hyped, you know, like it's it, it, so, like, I, I, I wish that everybody has a good life you know what i mean and uh you know i think that uh it's tough out there and there's always going to be that one person that's not going to like what you're doing but you just can't take it personally you just got to keep on forging your own path and you know i like what chris rock i think it was chris rock and he he did the or cat williams i think he did a skit on haters he's like just let the haters hate it's their job to hate you know so you know don't if and again i do things because it brings me joy, makes me money, and uh, you know I like to you know be happy. <laughs> so sure. life's too short for everything else. You know what I mean? Definitely. What was your first concert? My first concert was Fleetwood Mac. My parents were super cool. Like you know, I you know God bless them. You know, uh, my mom's still alive. You know, rocking it. You know, she loves like the old Journey and Boston and Fleetwood Mac. But when I was a kid. I shoot, I was, I think I was preteen, you know, and, and I was, you know, they took us to see Fleetwood Mac and dude, I saw Mick Fleetwood do this crazy drum solo, blew my mind, even by today's standards, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I got into you know, some later concerts. I got to go see Motley Crue, man, like my older brother, four years older. He, he, I got to give him a lot of credit for, you know, my musical adventures, right? Cause like, you know, growing up here in the Bay Area, it's like, you know, you had Exodus and Testament and Metallica and Forbidden and Death Angel playing out at the clubs. And, you know, I was just too, I didn't even have a car, dude. So like, 
I'd make my mom make him take me with him to the like local band shows. So it was cool. You know, I got to see these bands, you know, uh, but I got to give my older brother a lot of the credit for that early music exposure. Yeah, wow. Absolutely. So uh, since you're the age that you are mm -hmm. and living in the, in the Bay area like that, what band did you see at their earliest on a local show? Mm. So I got to see Slayer at Mountain View Theater. That was pretty hardcore. That was pretty hardcore. It was just like a tiny, tiny little concert, you know? I got to see, you know, like the Omni, the Stone, One Step Beyond. These were like the big clubs. Uh, you know, but earlier than that, there was like Ruthie's Inn and some of these others. I never got to go to a show at Ruthie's Inn, but, you know, like, you know, I was way too young but, uh, at that point. But, you know, I remember seeing Spastic Children, which oh, was God. a side project of <laughs> yeah. Metallica at the Omni in Oakland. Where James you know? was the drummer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know. You, oh, yeah. You know. I know yeah, who they are. Back in the day. You know? And Dude, so, yeah, I got to see great. tons of bands and, like, all the local bands that, you know, you know, what's interesting is a lot of those old school local bands, like, uh, they're, they're uh, you know, everybody's, I think COVID sort of reconnected a lot of people, you know? So, there's, you know, what, violence just got back together. You know what I mean? Violence you know, just got back uh, together. Exodus yeah. is reunited with Zetro. Yeah, they're about to drop a new album, or it just came out, I think. You know, I think so. it's about to drop. Yeah, they just released a single here a couple weeks back. Yeah, see, it's like one of those things, right? Music's going to be in your blood, and you got to do it for the right reasons, and you're always going to have that fire in your belly, or you're not, right? And if you don't have the fire in your belly, and you don't have the patience, and you're not, do if you're trying to just do it to make money, then it's it's you're not going to really get far, you know. You know. Well, I mean, who knows? A lot of this, the more popular stuff on the radio, it's like you can tell they're trying to make money. They're doing a good job at it, but the music just lacks substance, you know, or the lyrics lack, lack substance, you know. And that's just my opinion, you know. Um, you know, but I, I like stuff that is uh, actually. I don't know, uplifting and motivating and, you know, it's real. It's not just like, yo, I take a bunch of Percocets, you right, know, right. and, and every, everyone's a hoe and a bitch and all this stuff. It's just like nonsense, dude. Like, what are you, what are you singing about? Like, I got kids. I don't want my kid, you know, and it's, I don't want to sound like, hey, get off my lawn like an old guy. No, I know exactly like what but, you're saying with that. But like, yeah, I got daughters and I'm like, yo, I don't want my daughters listening to that fucking garbage. Cause like, if your daughter starts talking about WAP and all this shit, you can be like, oh, hell no. You know? Right. So, you know, I'm just grateful my kids listen to good music. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Definitely. What was your favorite TV show growing up? Oh, man. Growing up, uh, I liked. I liked, I loved Headbangers Ball on the weekends. That was like my thing. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't watch too much wrestling, you know. Um, you know, I loved like anime cartoons. Like I loved Robotech. I don't know if you ever heard cool, of that. Yeah. Robot, Robotech and, and Voltron. Those were my cartoons as a kid. You know, I was totally into those. And then, oh, like on Friday nights, Night Rider, that was the shit, you nice. know, the, the talking, the talking Trans Am or whatever car with David Hasselhoff. That shit oh, was yeah. funny. You, you look back at that now and you can't, yeah, you know, you look back on that stuff now, you're like, oh my God, it was so cheesy. But, you know, it was, it was the best thing then, you know, but that's just, you know, everything, you know, grows and innovates over time, you know? Oh, for sure. And this is the cool thing about streaming and shit now. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. 
What is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do? Uh, I'd love to play drums like, you know, Charlie Benante or, or, you know, or Dave Lombardo. I mean, I play drums, but like, I'm not as good as them. Sometimes it, it, you feel like you got two left feet, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I sure. feel like I'm pr- pretty balanced. You know, I did a lot of martial arts as a kid, so you have to have a lot of balance and stuff like that. But I, I'm pretty coordinated. You know, I can't, I'm not ambidextrous. Like I can't write with my left hand or nothing like that, but uh, some people can. Definitely. For sure. What do you collect? What do I collect? Um, actually, I collect, um, I collect, you know, it's funny, uh, instruments, right? So I got this Chinese Gokin. It's like, it's a, it's a name of the instrument, G-O-Q-I-N. It's freaking awesome, right? Uh, I got a Turkish oud, you know, I got a, an Indian sitar, you know, and, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I find these, these instruments, you know, I've got, you know, bunch of guitars and different things um but yeah it, it's just like you know some instruments it's like i got this little harp i never play it it just kind of it's like a decorative piece but then like everything else it's like oh cool i get it with an intent to learn it and practice and you know uh, step up my musical skills and different different ways you know think outside the box a little bit right um but yeah i mean uh, in terms of you know, I, i'm sort of a minimalist too right so it's like you know that saying the things you own own you Right. So I've never been, you know, I collect, you know, like gemstones, you know, for, for like certain purposes. Right. It's like, oh, all right. You know, you get your obsidian or whatever to, you know, or your hematite to dispel negativity, you know, for sure. You believe it or not is, is what it is. But, you know, it's just like I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm not uh, much into collecting things other than I like to have things that are practical. But, you know, when I do go in and get something like, you know, I go in, you know, and I get what I want. <laughs> well, but you said instruments, which is a practicality because creation. Yeah. So it's all I, mean, I used to collect comic books as a kid, you know, but now it's like I passed that torch to my kids, you know, so it's like nice. they collect comic books. And I mean, when I was a kid, I collected the G.I. Joes and the Transformers. And then when, I, you know, as a teenager, I sold all that shit. And he, man, yeah, dude, they're actually remaking that, I think. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, I, it's on Netflix right now, the first part. Oh, no. The first half so of the season. Fu- that's funny. Like, I literally, I sold, all, when I turned 16, I sold all my fucking toys and comic books and bought my first car. Nice. You know, traded traded in my skateboard for a freaking little beater car, and that was the the first, you know, uh, independence, you know, where you're out doing your thing. I, I was stoked it could fit my guitar amp in my guitar, you know, that was it. I had a little hatchback, you know, but then th- that was it. I was off to the races, you know. Just think, for the amount that you sold them for when you turned 16. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Had you waited 30 more years. Dude, I had some killer X-Men comic books back in the you, day. I, even just the toys. Had you waited, depending on condition, obviously they were played with, but uh, depending on condition uh, on those Masters of the Universe and G.I. Joe toys and and even Transformers. I had the original Snake Eyes, dude. That would be worth tons right now. But, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Definitely. If you had to pick one, what album would be an absolute playthrough for you? I'm going to go with Dark Side of the Moon. Or, or if we're gonna let's talk metal, I, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Slayer. Uh, it's tough to decide between season the, uh, Seasons in the Abyss and South of Heaven, but that is always you know everybody's like yeah, Rain and Blood. You know I, I love Rain and Blood too, but Slayer really matured, and I feel like they they crushed it on South of Heaven. Show no as mercy. Well as, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that shit too. That was like that was like this first stuff, you know. But like for me, like again, it goes in that same thing, like the production, oh yeah, song quality, and you know their music musical ability and stuff. I feel like they sort of hit their stride uh, with Seasons in the Abyss as well, and just the, the quality of the songs and just everything like that uh, from South of Heaven, and then the first album they did with Paul Bostaff, Divine Intervention. Like those right. to me are my three favorite Slayer albums. Yeah, all the other ones are cool, but those three for me are like dude i can listen to those any day of the week you know and then you know anthrax among the living and like you know that sort of stuff too you know hell yeah um 
Yeah, but you know, I mean, my, if I had like the Desert Island album, I'd I'd have to go with something from Pink Floyd. Well, maybe you know something you men- from. You mentioned Dark Side. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect album. I would agree. I mean, I mean it's exactly forty-five minutes. You hear all those like little things, or did you ever see them that sync it up to the Wizard of oh, Oz? Oh, of course I have. Take some mushrooms and watch Wizard of Oz with the, <laughs> to the dark side that. of the moon. That was like that. a thing back in the day. Everybody's like, dude, you got to see Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, sync to the Wizard of Oz on mushrooms. I remember when I was a kid, that was like one of the things everybody was touting doing. I won't well, confirm or, or deny whether I did that. Um, I have. I didn't take the mushrooms. I will. I will confirm that I did not do that. Uh, but I did watch it with Dark Side playing over, and it is very eerie how it does sync up. It's a trip. I mean, that you know, is one of the things one of the things I miss is like they have these planetariums here in the Bay Area. And oh yeah, but doing anything, but they have like the Pink Floyd Laser Light Show. You yep. know, it's just you know, here's a show about metal, and we're we're like you know, like love fest for Pink Floyd, right? Well, hey. I think you know, it's like you can't just be like. You know, oh, I only listen to death metal. Oh, no. You know, like, and that's what I said, <laughs> said. Things can be heavy, but not have to be distorted. Yeah, yeah. That's I think, what, you know, what keep, helps me keep my metal as original as it is, is like, you know, the... The, the funnel, the yeah. Amount, yeah, the amount of stuff that I listen to, right? Everything I listen to is like purpose, you know? I mean, you'll catch me listening to some Ice Cube or some Dr. Dre occasionally. The old school hip-hop like the innovators when it came out you know and like the bay area not only is the bay area like really known for thrash but bay area hip-hop like in and like rap music like some you know some of the real innovators from here you know so i I got the distinct pleasure of growing up around all of that stuff right you know hell yeah so i do have one more question for you yeah but but before i get before we get into it do you have any shout outs you want to give I want to give a shout out to Chris Zeus Harris for always, you know, doing such an amazing job on our, our mixing and mastering. I want to give a shout out to Melody Myers for doing such a killer job on our, our lyric videos and our album artwork. Uh, shout out to the Becoming Tribe, you know, all of our, you know, 35,000 plus fans, you know, globally that are just like diehard and, you know, things like that. Uh, shout out to you, the Metal Forge, all your listeners and, you know, basically anybody and everybody who's believed in us. You know, if you want to learn more about Becoming, you know, go to Facebook.com forward slash Becoming Band. Uh, go subscribe on YouTube at YouTube.com forward slash Becoming Band. Uh, Instagram.com, the band becoming, right? It's only where, place where the URL is different. And, uh, Twitter.com forward slash becoming band. And then also, if you go to, we just have becoming.band that'll take you to our Reverb Nation page. You can, you know, sign up on the mailing list. You can get six free song downloads. You can just crank them up, share them with your friends and, you know, find links to all of our other, you know, places uh, to follow us and subscribe and you know enjoy the music and join the becoming tribe hell yeah and as always links will be listed below as he just said them i will be listing them in the description below so get down there give a, a click give a like a share a follow you know share it with your friends do you know go in buy whatever you can from these guys support them in any way you can because that's what this is all about this is about the support of music Absolutely. Hell yeah. So, last question of the day is, what album changed your life? (laughs) There was a few. I remember, you know... When I was a kid, I remember you, I, I, you probably did this too, but like, you know, before you had a car, you know, I, I had a skateboard and I remember I had one of those ghetto blaster boom boxes and this was still working with audio cassettes back in the day. All right. You know, audio cassettes and, uh, quiet riot mental health, dude, bang your head. That shit was just like, I got that tape. I was like, oh, my God. And then Motley Crue shouted the devil. I was just like, whoa. You know, that was like my where my metal journey started. Because, you know, when I was a, younger than that, I was like listening to like the Pink Floyd stuff and the Boston and Journey and Fleetwood Mac and Kiss. Like That was like my mom's stuff that she was digging, you know. But then after I got into like Quiet Riot, Twisted Sister, Molly Crew, and then it was like, boom, Slayer, Metallica, you know. And then later it was, you know, like, you know, the Panteras and Sepulturas with Max, you know, and things like that and Death. And then, you know, all the guitar virtuoso 
Calypso stuff, you know. My favorite 80s rock band was Dawkin, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, you know, and Motley Crue was pretty tight back in the day. I mean, you know, everybody ages, but, you know, I just, I don't know, there was something about it back then. And then uh, over time, I just started playing heavier and heavier, you know, of Slipknot when they first came out, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think the the, the audio cassette, the, one of the albums, like, I was like, that's it. This is, this is it. It was probably metal health by quiet riot hell back yeah. in the day you know run for cover that's such an epic song dude like you know everybody knows bang your head and come on feel the noise but when you dig in you know you got some other stuff other hits in there right oh yeah bangers you know it's like like i said why i ask the what album is an absolute playthrough you know because not everything is a hit but there are some awesome fucking tracks out there you know, yeah, there's I, so much good music out there. It's like, you know, I, I encourage everyone to just, you know, always broaden the horizon. You know, don't just get stuck on one thing. You know, in fact, the word uh, mode, right, like musical terms, the word, you know, and Alex Skolnick of Testament taught me this when I, you know, took guitar lessons from him, you know, in my early 20s, um, which is a funny story in itself, you know, because I showed up high and he got all pissed off. He's like, <laughs> don't be coming in here stoned ever again. I was like, oh, shit. He's like, buy a metronome. We're working on theory. I was like, ah, oh, buzzkill. But he was right, you know. Um, but the word mode, right, in the musical scale is actually derived from the word mood. Right. So depending, you know, what whatever your mood is, there's a music to suit it. There's a there's a song for everything in this life, you know. So, you know, just keep an open mind, find out what you like and you don't have to like everything. Just like what you like, you know, exactly. but don't hate on others. Don't hate on others <laughs> for sure. what they like. You know, music's universal language, man. I think it's the great uniter, too. So, Absolutely. And I could not have said that better myself. Boom. Right on. And there it is. This was cool, Mark. Hell yeah. So thank you so much, Jason, for coming on the show this week. This has been super cool. Just, you know, just shooting the shit and having a good time talking. Absolutely, man. I appreciate the time. Thanks for having us on. And, you know, looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing you grow into the future, man, and, and staying, staying homies. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So on our way out today, what song do you want me to play? Uh, I would say if you're only going to play one. Play in the name of God. Definitely. So you heard him. This is from Becoming in the Name of God. Yeah.
Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.